ABCs of Matrescence. We are two mamas, Emma and Mackenzie, and we both have toddler age boys, and we are here to chat with you all things real motherhood, from A to Z and everything in between. And today we have for you a special bonus episode, chatting all things COVID-19. So hello everyone. Hey there, here we are again chatting about COVID, which I'm sorry if you're very much over it, but um, we just, we've had a lot of conversations about it lately because, you know, for months and months, I kind of felt like things were static and now things are starting to change and it looks differently for everybody. And we just thought it would be fun to open up this conversation, see what's going on in each of our worlds as we live in different places. So um, the atmospheres are definitely different based on where you live and yeah just chat through some of the things we're seeing and thinking about and yep so welcome thanks for joining us yeah thanks guys exactly what emma said we just wanted to touch on some of the topics that we covered a couple months back when we i think we started out thinking it was going to be a bonus episode and then we successfully managed to chat for an hour so we're like let's make it a full episode <laughs> yep we're gonna try not to do that we're gonna try to avoid that today <laughs> yep yep since we already chit-chatted for 20 minutes before we started this recording so we're, we're already true. in the hole yeah <laughs> we, we, we could have been recording that chit-chat i mean there was some we good stuff have. there was even nipple pain i mean we were always nipple i pain. was eating a cookie that that's not okay though i know no. to chew on the podcast. i am the <laughs> i am the sound person who always yells for little extra noises so yeah so no good. cookies allowed i also have to tell monster. her no ice and drinks that is definitely not allowed don't put ice yes. in your drink what was i having oh it was gin and tonic that time i was gonna say was it just like did i just have like an ice water no it was actually a little bit of a i like to call it a baby gin and tonic i do like i make one for my husband and then i give myself like a little baby one with like a half shot of gin it's fabulous. your drinks don't even count anymore you guys mckenzie okay this is the fun story i'm just gonna out us so we always talk about most of the time when we're recording we, we make ourselves a little drink okay, so i pour probably a seven to eight ounce pour so like a restaurant size is you know five and a half to six ounces so mine's a little bit more it's like a glass and a quarter and miss mckenzie over here who always talks about yeah i have a headache afterward she drinks like two ounces that's not that's not a glass of wine that's a baby side i'd probably be okay it's, feeding that small. to owen like he more. would probably not even get drunk off of that and you would so yeah yeah please don't feed owen wine on my account. oh come on you're no fun depends on the day of the week it could help know. with the teething actually True. no literally my my second cousin said that to me she was like you know what my mom used to rub rum on our teeth oh yeah i got whiskey babies. as a recommendation so which yeah, you know it's so funny i'm always like absolutely not who what kind of parent does that now i'm like well after he's been screaming at me for an hour i might i was gonna say it. a couple of these nights we've both had lately with molarville oh yes we are in the middle of molarville yay but yeah. anyway what's that's worth, our what's worse COVID or molars mm, depends on the night <laughs> so that's our fun wine um yeah truth yep so yeah so what are things like in Georgia? I've heard, obviously, you guys have a crazy governor. But so we are aside. the butt of all jokes, as many people have seen, <laughs> um, which is kind yeah, of embarrassing, but kind of the, it is what it is. the atmosphere there, the vibe? So people are pretty much back to doing their thing, if I'm going to be honest. Um, I mean, the state reopened for a large part almost a month ago. So, I mean, this is kind of not new. And I think the first couple of weeks, people were like, hmm, I don't know, what what are we doing? And now, I mean, there was over 80,000 people that showed up to the beach over the weekend for Memorial. 
So if that gives you an idea of how people are feeling, uh, yeah, it was busier than St. Patrick's Day, they said, which is a huge holiday for us here. Um, So, yeah, I mean, we saw several neighbors having parties and people over. And I will say I'm seeing a lot of more outdoor activities. Um, Restaurants and stuff are still only doing indoor dining at 25% capacity. And I'd say there's still a lot that are not either reopened at all or you know, that aren't doing that, that are just doing takeout. Um, most of the gyms have reopened. Ours has. The local Y did reopen this week. So, yeah, I mean, I'd say the general attitude is let's get back to normalcy, which is weird and leaves me with kind of this weird, I don't know what to do because I will say our numbers are drastically jumping. Um, very much so. We've had a big surge in cases. We've had a big surge in deaths, unfortunately, in the past couple weeks, which is obviously a result of, well, I think a combination of more testing. They are doing more testing, but also, yeah, people are getting back out there. So how about you? Mm, That's tough. Well, just real quick for a question for Mm -hmm. your restaurants and et cetera, is there in like going, for example, to the gym, are they doing like temperature checks? Are they people wearing masks? So they are are doing that i'd say most places for their employees um not patrons not gym members but all the employees do get a temperature check and i would say they are all still wearing masks like if you go to a restaurant they're wearing masks and gloves you go to a hair salon they're wearing masks and gloves um the only grocery store that i see is doing that is whole foods you have to wear a mask but that is the only one they're being very very tight about it but i mean honestly i went to target the other day and i would say less than a quarter of the people were wearing masks most of the employees were not wearing masks anymore so yeah that's crazy i went and i saw not one person without a mask every single person had a mask yeah no we're i mean that was like that a month ago but people are just done so yeah Mm. it's interesting we should also note that we're recording this on may 26 Mm -hmm. so i think we're releasing in tomorrow but the day after so it'll be obviously pretty timely as far as the release but yeah just just to kind of give some some perspective so up here in Rhode Island things are still fairly closed I mean we've seen I would say in the last couple weeks an increase in traffic we can just like see more cars out on the road so that's uh, kind of obvious like there's a little bit more movement but um, everything is still closed schools are obviously closed for the rest of the school year daycares are opening up in about a week or so restaurants can be open for outdoor dining only nothing indoors and I would say the majority are doing you know still kind of as always the takeout etc although we've definitely seen a few restaurants a few actually that we like quite a lot that are shut down permanently so that's obviously sad to see and and not shocking but at the same time it's just kind of when you actually think about wow this is really happening you know that these restaurants are not able to recover many of them um let's see as far as the the cases here i would say it's definitely not showing drastic increases whatsoever because we've had, I would say, more of a conservative approach here in our state. So that would be something. Interestingly enough, though, I feel like there are people that are definitely starting to say, okay, like, what does this mean for the summer and the fall? So for example, I'm part of a mom's group on Facebook for a neighboring town right next to us. And there was a mom's day that posted, are people thinking of homeschooling in the fall, for example? So she's already thinking ahead to that. And there was a lot of conversation with that. And then somebody else was asking about summer camps and are are the kids interested in joining summer camps and and are they and the answer was actually I was shocked so so many moms were like yes absolutely we're signing up but the thing is is that they're really drastically limiting the number of kids who can participate 
And it's not exactly clear, like, will the camp counselors wear masks? Obviously, will the kids wear masks? Is it mostly going to be outdoor activity? One mom was like, yes, I signed my kid up, but if it's a rainy day, I'm going to hold him at home because I don't want him to be in a confined space if they were to move the camp into, like, an indoor, like, cafeteria or something somewhere. So, yeah, it just is kind of interesting, I would say, the way that things are here. People are still very masked, not really so much on the walks, but people are on ma- wearing masks to go, you know, if they're like walking in downtown somewhere or they're going into Target or the grocery store. And so, yeah, so pretty, yeah. pretty different. But our, our hair salons and um, nail salons and all that gyms are all still closed. Oh, wow. Well. Yep. Ours has been open going on a month now. So it's crazy. Yeah, that's that. all been closed here. Yeah. Yeah. My husband really needs a haircut, though. Yeah. Mine hasn't got one either. And it's definitely getting to that that point. He's probably going to go back to the office in the next week or two. And yeah, he's he's definitely going to have to go get a haircut. Yeah. I told mine, you know, you cut Emerson's hair. Maybe I should just cut your hair. Uh, yeah. I That is not a skill of mine, nor do I. And I don't care to uh, practice on him. So. I know. I, I just was thinking I could kind of like be like, look, and then I could like save his hair and tell Emerson it was his hair. Aww, but no, that would be sweet. Okay. We're get, we're gonna move on. No, I'm just kidding. Don't it cry about it. No baby. shedding tears uh, over uh, lack of hair yeah. to put in a creepy baby book. So yeah, but actually though, I do sometimes. The couple times that I've like spilled my breast milk, like I've almost wanted to cry though. You know they say don't oh, cry yeah. over spilled milk. Oh, like, breast milk's different. Breast milk. Yeah, that yeah. was obviously made up by a man who never nursed. So. <laughs> Yep. So how are you handling this, like, from a, I guess, a mental health perspective? Because it's it's been a lot. It's a lot to think about. Obviously, you have the added impact of your husband working around all of it. So how are you at currently? So I would say that I'm kind of, at that point now, feeling pretty desensitized, you could say. So I'm, like, I don't get a panicked feeling, you know, when he comes home. Um, and I don't like worry as much like he has the safety protocols that he does. And then I just kind of say, okay, but like I'm done worrying about it. So I guess in that sense, I'm feeling a little bit better. Like it's just, this is just what he does. This is what happens. But I think overall the, the question marks remaining on like, when are my parents going to travel? When are my in-laws going to travel? When is it going to be comfortable to get Emerson back on an airplane so we could travel to see, Uh, family members far away. I feel like not having answers to those questions and not having those big things to look forward to is definitely wearing on me. I mean, the one thing that's helping truly is that it's spring to summer weather here, which is just phenomenal. This is why people live in New England. So getting to enjoy that has been a tremendous mood booster and just staying active kind of on my own a little bit, you know, with with the workout with my husband here and there or um, yoga class and all that. But at home, I should I should include obviously, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah, no, it just it just feels like so many questions like when are things going to be normal? When is this? I, I sometimes I find like I just go in circles about that. So that's kind of where I feel like I'm at. What about you? Yeah, I would say very similar that I am desensitized. Um, I don't. It's funny we are really still kind of staying at home, but I also I'm not really doing it out of fear. I guess like I'm not afraid of us getting the virus per se i don't have that same concern i guess as i did in the beginning and i mean that's not right or wrong it's just as you said kind of desensitized to the concern about it all um and i'm okay being at home i've actually really settled into the routine and i think really my my biggest stressors is exactly what you talked about the okay so what's next and it's really hard because 
I don't know what's appropriate for summertime activities. We had, don't live near family. We have a lot of questions about, okay, we, we need to see grandparents. It's been since December and January since either of our grandparents have seen Owen, and he is a different child. He wasn't even walking then, you know? He was so different. And so, you know, I have a lot of just, like, sadness and feeling like, okay, is this okay? And I see a lot of people doing it. We're supposed to start daycare in the summer. Well, we just made the decision today not to do that just because – we just have it as an option, and so it just seemed unnecessary to force it at the moment, but we are still signed up in September, but it's like, what does September look like? What does, you know, everybody already keeps talking about how the winter season may be way worse, and we may be back at it. So it's just a lot of, as you said, thinking in circles and questions and trying to kind of make decisions without really having all the information to know what's going to be okay and what's not, so... Yeah, and I, I think that it's like certain things that felt like more like panicky for me, I would say in March and, and early April, things like, oh my gosh, I can't get my Whole Foods, like I couldn't get a Whole Foods delivery time. Still, it's really hard to get one, but you know, couldn't get a Whole Foods delivery time. So I'm hopping on Instacart. I'm trying to figure this out. I'm like, okay, am I going to send my husband to the store? I remember the one time I went to the store in like, I don't know, it was like early April or something. I just remember feeling truly like anxious and uptight about it. And I would say the nice thing is that none of those feelings exist anymore, yep, right? Same, I mean, I've same. been to the store. I, you know, if, 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 you know, we know that when we go to the grocery store, there's going to be what we need. Going to Target was still even a little bizarre, though, even when I went just a few days ago. I, I posted um, on stories about it going in there and and going into Target. And I was actually surprised. Like, there was, like, one toilet paper brand to choose from. Like, there was, like, you could only have one. Like, it, it was definitely some major limits. Like, no household cleaning supplies. That kind of stuff was was very out. But the rest of the experience was was fairly normal. So... I think that that's just the kind of the the bizarre change now, right? So it's not so much the immediate practical concerns that are stressful. It's the the what if and the how long is this going to last and what's it going to look like concerns, yep, you know? Absolutely. So how are you feeling when it comes to, I guess, yeah, as we've talked about the spinning in circles about seeing parents, daycare, um, you know, the lack of having a clear answer, I guess, from, you know, any kind of government authority how how are you dealing with that well i i just keep going back that it would be so helpful if there was like more clear input i mean even take the mask example you know everyone's like don't wear a mask and like you have to wear a mask it's like i if only like somebody had been a little bit more forthcoming and you know direct about what would be what would be best or like you know when there is something that's best like right we all know now wearing a mask is better it's really helpful, I feel like, when there's kind of more of like a national consensus, right? Wearing a mask is advised, like this is what, this is what, you know, the government is is doing, this is what, you know, you know leaders are doing, et cetera. And instead, we, we don't have that type of a cohesive environment. And I think that's really, really challenging, especially when you compare it to what other countries have, you know, so that's, that's disappointing. But I would say that seeing parents, my husband and I talk about it a lot, and we both agree that it truly needs to be something that they feel comfortable with. We, just like you said about you and your husband, we feel fine with them being here with us, but we 
know for ourselves personally, we're not yet ready to fly in an airplane with Emerson, I should say. I think so, that's such the hard part yeah. of us both being away from family. Now for us, mm-hmm. we are within driving distance and that obviously makes a huge difference mm-hmm. in the travel situation. Um, but it is still, you know, we'd still probably have to stop at rest stops and, you know, or, you know, mm-hmm. fill up gas or change a diaper or go to the bathroom or that kind of stuff. But it is a difference having to get on a flight as opposed to like, I see a lot of people that, you know, are now able to see family or have also been able to use family as childcare. Um, as an option or even just like a break right now. So it's just a definitely a, a different setup than either of us have experienced. Yeah, exactly. I think that it's just trying to figure out like, what is that? What is that balance with, you know, you want your parents to be comfortable and, you know, you want them to feel, to feel as safe as possible. And I think, I think the little thing that's challenging for us is if say my parents are like, all right, we decided we feel fine on the plane and they fly in. I think they do have some a little bit of, I should say, extra anxiety related to the fact that then they know they're around me and Emerson and my husband and my husband's in the emergency room, you know? So yeah, I think there's yeah you'll have that, that doesn't, added yeah. stressor. Even though it's a community disease now, I think they still just have that extra layer of, like, worry about it. And I can understand that. They've been very cautious, and they've been cautious in a state that has not been cautious. Arizona has been, I should say, similar to Georgia in terms of the opening and, the, and all of that, and yet they're they're definitely they've been very very careful and kind of on high alert so i think that's i think that's challenging yeah so yeah we're, we're kind of in the same i think we do have plans to go see some family pretty soon um but as i said we're going to keep it driving and we're just waiting till till everybody involved feels more comfortable um Mm-hmm. And so, and I know just, you know, broadening up the conversation to outside of our little bubble, because we do have some similarities. I think it is so hard, you know, with people that truly do need to, you know, put their kid back in child care or, you know, mm-hmm. so they can go back to work. I know that's a huge problem around here is that, you know, a lot of businesses are opening, but actually a lot of daycares are staying closed. And as a parent, what are you supposed to do, you know, when you're being required to go back to work or go back to the office and yet you don't have child care. And so, you know, I think there are just so many situations out there that are really still and going to continue to be very, very stressful for parents to have to navigate, you know, what's the, the best scenario? Do they feel comfortable? Or are they having to be forced to put their kid back in daycare, even though they still don't really feel comfortable about it because, you know, the job calls for it. So just a lot of considerations. I know all the parents are, are still going through. Exactly. And I mean, even, even thinking about, you know, other childcare providers, like we have a, a couple uh, nannies that just come, you know, very occasionally, and neither of them feel comfortable yet coming back. So that's obviously impacting, like, I'm not going to go back to teach Pierre Bar because they're able to come back here, you know, yeah, so it's yeah. just that you just kind of feel that. And that's obviously a very small scale example, you know, Pierre Bar for me gets to be kind of a side gig, obviously. So I think that, you know, if so, for other people, like then the continued working from home, but then also like with the children and then switch over to summer school. So then you're kind of trying to entertain your kids or not summer school, rather summer school is over. And I mean, that's just, that's just gotta be so tough. Their parents yeah. must be like, you know, like many of the ones in that, like I said, that mom's group uh, that I'm a part of on Facebook, were like, oh, uh, yeah, they're signed up for summer camps. Well, that's like, the thing. You have so many people out, that, you know? yeah, had, had signed up already for all these summer camps. And yeah, I, I mean, I won't even get into like travel plans and some of the extra stuff, but just some of those, you know, activities for kids. And we obviously only have little ones, but parents for with older kids that, you know, need to start to be able to get out and see their friends. The idea of keeping them literally locked away all summer is probably terrifying for everybody and so it is hard just to 
just make those decisions. I think every family, and that kind of gets into, I guess, our next um, topic that we wanted to discuss is there is, we listened to a lovely podcast episode. I love, so I'm a big fan of the Mom Hour podcast. If you haven't checked it out, please do. Um, And we listened to episode 261 that I sent to McKinsey because I thought it was so eye-opening and inspiring to have an open conversation about kind of the judgment and criticism that's going into all of the parents and all the people out there having to make decisions that are best of their family on when to get back to some semblance of normalcy or new normalcy, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. And I, I did, um, that's what I did just like a little brief thing on Instagram stories about a few days ago because my sister did come into town. My husband had to go out of town and I really, you know, definitely needed the extra support here. And, you know, I'm sure people are like extra support. You just have one kid. I mean, how, how tough is that? But speaking of the mental piece, like I know that, you know, for me, like five straight days of momming a toddler solo in a pandemic, like that, that just truly isn't something like it, that right there is, is really, really tough for me. And I don't know if there's anybody who's, who relates to that or who thinks, wow, like I'm, I'm doing it with, with a couple kids already or, or whatever. And I'm, I think that's hats off to you. Goodness. I, I, I just feel like for me, I think, um, it really, it really felt like a pretty significant thing. So the fact that she could come into town was phenomenal, but I really was surprised, you know, a couple of friends were just kind of like, Oh gosh, like be careful or, Oh, stay safe. Or, Oh wow, she's coming in. And my sister said the same thing. She had so many people tell her to stay safe. And it's just tough because a lot of people didn't know the full dynamic. They didn't know the fact that my husband had to go out of town, the fact that where I was kind of mentally about it, the fact that for my sister, like this was very important for her to be able to come and spend time with us. And the fact that, you know, every safety measure was put into place. She got a test before she left. She wore a mask. She did all these things to keep it extra safe, showered the second she got to the house, stripped off her clothes. I mean, we did a lot that I feel like made everybody comfortable. But at the same time, it's like, I still found myself needing to justify this and, it just really is part of that judgment, criticism, mom shaming thing. You know, we just, we're so quick to act like we know, even if really I'm pretty sure the people that were, you know, concerned, if you will, quote unquote, were, are probably making some decisions themselves that are perhaps questionable, you know, in the eyes of somebody else. Yeah, totally. And I, I've, seen a lot of, as we kind of discussed in the beginning, our state is doing things differently. You know, that's just legit. And it's hard because, you know, I'll post a picture of us doing something or whatever, and we're still being very, very conservative. But, you know, I actually posted a picture of us just like out taking a walk without mask. And I had somebody comment, oh my gosh, you're not wearing a mask. And I mean, we're on a walk. I wasn't walking near anybody else. But it's Mm -hmm. just stuff like that of, you know, every state is handling this differently. And so frankly, what is very, very normal and us still being very conservative here, we've had people that live in other states be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you would do that, you know, or even that I've gone to Target, you know, even though I've worn a mask, I've, I've done all the things. And so I think, I guess the overall message we kind of wanted to focus on is, we just need to cut each other a break and put down some mm-hmm. of the judgment and criticism because you don't know somebody's family situation. People's mental health are struggling. You know, people's financial and job, you know, situations are very, very different. And so we just have to take a step back and realize we don't know the full picture of what somebody else is going through and trust that they are making the best decisions for the sake of their families. And it's not really our place to throw our two cents in, you know? 
Totally. And I, I mean, I've, I feel like I've firsthand been on the other side of this coin. I remember at the very beginning, kind of mid-March, you know, when things were starting to kind of close down and, um, you know, I'd hear about people like just traveling even just a little bit or whatever. Even my own parents at the beginning of March went on like a 10-day trip to Colorado and it was all kind of like really things were starting to tighten down. They got back and like four days later, the town that they had been in, you know, just previously ended up locking everything down, shutting it down, requesting all visitors leave. And it's just like those kind of things. I remember thinking, wait, mom and dad, what are you doing? And then, you know, um, you know, just those, those kind of feelings of wondering why people are making certain choices. And then well, I think it was about three weeks ago when our state was still very much closed. I remember I was on a walk with Emerson and I saw a family just in a neighborhood right, right by us having like a full blown like birthday party. I mean, there were people of all ages there, older folks, there were kids there. I mean, there were maybe about 20 people there and I felt like my jaw dropped. And of course I didn't really, I shouldn't say, of course, I'm sure maybe I could have said something, but I did not say anything. I just remember pushing the stroller and then I got home and I told my husband, I was like, oh my gosh, this makes me irate. And I guess to give myself a little credit, why was I so frustrated? I was so frustrated because my husband's working, you know, gazillion hours, right, to be there and support people. And if one of those people got sick, where are they going to go? They're going to go to the hospital where my husband is on the front line. So I felt a little bit of this kind of like personal push and pull. But at the same time, like, I mean, your statement is right, Emma. Like, I don't know the situation. I don't know exactly what's going on there. This, these people might have been hanging out from the beginning, and this might just be a very large family, like, kind of unit or whatever. And so I think I'm trying my best to just scale it back, even when I feel like kind of the claws coming out on somebody else's decision to say, wait a second. Like, let them have their outdoor gathering. If they get sick, my husband will take care of them because that's what he, that is his job. That is what he does. Just like my job right now is to take good care of Emerson. You know? Yeah. So and I think I we're all human. I mean, we're all going to have those thoughts. You know, like, I mean, I am definitely not immune to seeing somebody post something two months ago and being like, are they seriously like getting together with these people? Because some mm -hmm. of it is also just questioning myself. Like, are we being too conservative? Is the state being too, you know, insane about this? Like, you know, I have a lot mm -hmm. of mixed, like personal, I have a lot of personal mixed emotions about, do I think this got taken too far? You know, and there's emotions of, no, we need to protect our healthcare workers and the people that are at risk. But then there's also this like, we can't shut the entire world down, you know, every time, yes, there, you know, the flu happens or the whatever, like how far can mm -hmm, this get taken? Mm -hmm. And yes, I know the difference between the flu and the coronavirus, just an example. But, um, you know, it is just this no, like, totally there's a lot yeah. of like duality of like, you know, we also cannot permanently hide in fear of, you know, and not socialize and never leave our houses again. There is a point Especially that we... Especially if this lasts a while. Yeah, there is yeah. a point we have to resume life and try to all be responsible and, you know, do things in the lowest risk way we can. But yeah, with, without literally never walking out of our front door. So it, it's mm -hmm. a lot of mixed emotions and heightened feelings right now. And so I think the best we can do is give each other some grace and, you know, mm -hmm. kind of stay in our lane a little bit. Yeah, I like that. And you've said that to me before, related to other things too. And I think it's a really great phrase, like just stay in our lanes and do what we feel like is safest for our families. And, you know, I wish sometimes I could be a little bit more like my husband. He's just really not that critical of other people. Like I, he was, he's um, flying back today and we were on the phone and as I was on the phone with him, I heard around him like a, the sound of like a baby crying and like a kid talking. He's at the airport. There are people around him. And you know, my inclination was to be like, wait, there's like someone flying with the kid right now? Like, how old is the kid? What's it like? I'm like, 
that's just not on my husband's radar at all. I mean, he might he might identify there's a child there, but it doesn't he doesn't identify it and also pass a judgment. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's just probably thinking there's a kiddo there. Yeah. Whereas I tend to be a little bit more like, wait, why are they flying? Like they better have a really good reason to take a kid on a plane. And it's like, well, Mackenzie, like scale it back. Like, yeah, I think the big let thing them is do their thing. As I always kind of like have voiced to you, I just I try not to expel that much my own energy on a situation mm-hmm. that does not impact me and I do not know the full information about, you know, like that's all so I just, I just find my life is enough. My little bubble is enough to like have all these opinions on. And so wasting mm-hmm. that energy that I need to spend with my, my little bubble on other people that, you know, I can't control, nor do I know the totality of is just kind of a waste. So mm-hmm. and easier you know, said than done. Realizing. Yeah. No, but in just realizing like in every state, like things are, you know, just going to be state slash county or such, you know, city are going to be so, so different. I mean, just today you and I were chatting with one of our followers on Instagram and she was explaining how her sister lives in Oregon and that's the state that has one of the lowest amount of cases in the whole country. And yet their completely shutdown is extended through July. So like that's just, you know, you're going to see that whereas – you know, people are are in states that are opening up. And I mean, yeah, like, as soon as they open up the barbershop here, my husband's going to get a haircut, yeah, you know, totally. he's not trying to like break into the barbershop now and, steer, and steal some shears. However, when they open, he's going to go in there and get it done. So it's like, I mean, I think people are also just kind of adapting to their surroundings. Yep. And I think that's, that's just the best we all, all can do. So do you have any fears, I guess, or concerns about how Emerson's being impacted? You know, obviously, he's not getting the socializing time, neither is, is Owen or, you know, I know I personally had all these activities I wanted to do this summer, we were going to do mm-hmm. library story time, and we were going to do swim lessons, and we were going to do X, Y, and Z. And it doesn't look like that's going to happen, or at least not in the the way I envisioned it. So I know you have similar music classes and time with other kiddos. So how are you feeling about that? Well, I think that I feel like I feel sad because of the fact that I am really missing the socialization too. You know, I'm missing like having, you know, I guess the the possibility is to structure a day around a music class, you know, we're going to do this and that and, you know, miss being able to make plans with friends and I do to some extent. I mean, I think Emerson's at such a fun age right now. He would love to interact with other kids. You know, we we have actually let him play, quote unquote, a little bit with the next door neighbor's kids. It's been kind of. Uh, oh, my gosh, you're a terrible mother. I throw out all my what I just said <laughs> about me. not judging. Touch you. me. Yeah. Total judgment. <laughs> but no, but it's been, you know, it's been so cute watching him just interact a little bit with them. And so I think I get sad in that sense. However, I think that, I mean he's he is so young right the boys really are so young so i feel like any like lack of socialization now if anything i feel like it's just gonna bite us whenever we end up leaving them with a nanny oh gosh yes we've been talking about this this week how well i mean she woke him up from his naps and i mean this is my sister who has spent quite a lot of time with him who could not be more loving i mean that's he like he is so comfortable and happy with her however like the couple times she tried to wake him up from naps and if ever he wanted to be held by me, even if, you know, even if like, no, I mean, it was waterworks. He was so upset. I mean, sobbing. It's like, and this is just, I mean, this has been 10 straight weeks of just me and my husband. And I think it's so, I think that that is going to be tough because I mean, 
leading up to this, we know we had a kiddo that was really cool and happy having, you know, one of, you know, his two nannies, either one coming over, loved that, was fine, would, you know, fine be going down at night without us, etc. And I just don't think that's going to be the case. Yeah, I'm definitely feeling the same. I am, I am disappointed about the social aspect, just because, you know, he was going to start this little daycare and I had honestly like worked so my way up to it. Yeah. And like it took a lot. I've had I've had my own separation issues of worrying about, you know, <laughs> him, especially going somewhere in a group with, you know, he's not getting that one on one attention. But, you know, I felt ready. I felt like seeing him around other kids, he would he would have fun and it would be good for him. And so he's not getting that. And, you know, that also means mommy's not getting a break. And I think I'm also just really sad. I was looking forward to, he is at an age where I just feel like us being at home all the time is tough. Like he gets bored. I get bored. He gets fussier with just me. And, you know, I really wanted to be able to go take him to do these social activities with friends and all that. And maybe it will look like that some, you know, I see a lot of people still go into the park with friends and that and, you know, go into the pool or whatever. And I hope during the summer, maybe we feel comfortable doing some of that with a small group of people. Um, but either way, it's just not going to be the same. So I do feel a little sad about the social aspect. But as me and my husband were discussing today, you know, we had to make the decision today about whether to send him to daycare in June or to wait till September. And we decided, mm-hmm. as I mentioned earlier, wait till September. And we, we said that we do feel like it's a good age to socialize, but we do not think he will be permanently scarred by waiting till September. And that's how I feel about it. You know, it's it's not ideal, but it'll be fine. And I definitely feel the same. We, he had a hard time, even with our nanny who adored him, loved him to the moon. Um, there was always waterworks when I was leaving. Mm. Um, yeah, he struggles. He's spent so much time, I guess, around me and he's just a, you know, a loves his mommy kind of kid. And he's a mama's boy. Yeah. He's a big mama's boy. Has a little bit of separation anxiety issues. He always has, you know, for the longest time. And I do think that's going to be really, really rough. Um, mm-hmm. the first time we're going to start with some day dates. Yes. That's well. And I think I'll start mm-hmm. with something like the nanny comes over an hour before nap time and then she's there the majority of a nap. And then we kind of come back. So we'll ease mm-hmm. into it. It's just, you know, I know in the long run, he will be fine. And I think we're kind of fortunate that we have little kids that we don't have to really explain all of this to as opposed to, Mm -hmm. you know, I know, again, we're only talking about our situation, which is having two toddlers, as opposed to older kids that it's a whole different ballgame. And, you know, there is their own fears and anxieties and awareness of everything and the big shifts that are happening in their life. So, um, so I think we're lucky on that front. But I, I do know the, just like everybody, I think it was a hard transition into this and it will be a hard transition out of it. So, yeah, no, I, I I think you're right. And, and that because the boys are so young, the, like, I guess the lasting implications are, are pretty minor for them. But I think that, you know, for, for older kids, this is probably a lot more challenging, right? So maybe they were adjusting to like the classroom life and that kind of a structure, imagining that they're preschool aged or elementary school age, that would be really tough. It'd be certainly really tough, I feel like, to have, you know, I mean, think about how important your social circle is in, for example, middle school, you know, to like have that all of a sudden ripped out from you, not even to mention what's going on in high school. And, you know, I feel like obviously the whole screen time thing, I mean, just imagining like already you want to keep your kids away from, to some extent, excessive amounts of screen time. And now they're having to do 
Zoom and homework and communication with their friends and social life and everything is in well, front of a screen. Well, it's so I mean, much so on parents who, many of which so are true. also trying to work, you know, and, yeah. and continue to make a living. And so it is really, really a lot for everybody. And we know the transition out will be a lot for everybody. So we're, we're thinking of all of you, even with older kids, that we know it's a different, um, you know thing to set of set of circumstances to deal with so speaking Absolutely. of kind of i guess the the financial side we're just going to talk real touch real quick on you know some of our fears around yeah the financial implications uh, you know I, for us personally i would say this has impacted us less from a health point of view i've actually had less fears about um the physical safety of of us and mm-hmm. more fears around the economic side because it has been as to small business owners a big impact so um how about you has it been such an impact and with your husband at a hospital, there's probably a lot more health concerns, but I'm sure the financial aspect is always a factor. Yeah, I would say the the financial aspect, not at this current moment, right? Because of, you know, just the, the fact that he's obviously well underway with his residency and they've been reassured that the funding is not going anywhere. But I would say then like the, the subsequent job hunt will be interesting, right? I mean, I, he's seeing doctors all around him receive pretty drastic pay cuts, as a result of the hospitals, you know, trying to keep afloat and, and, you know, elective surgeries um, were significantly suppressed. I think they're back up now, but, um, but even then they're still less. So I think that as he looks towards, you know, job placement in the next, you know, he'll work on that within the next year or so. I think that he has a little bit of that just kind of anxiety surrounding that. Like, what is that going to look like? How, how is that going to impact like, you know, for us moving and job stuff? So I think that that's, that's definitely on his, on his horizon. And then on him, again, a smaller scale, but for, you know, for me, I, I love teaching peer bars, something I'm really passionate about. It's, it's a side thing. It's just a little bit of extra, extra money, but it's something that I really enjoy. But it just doesn't make sense right now for me to go back. I mean, I would, as a set schedule, I wouldn't be able to be there for those days if my husband was working and, you know, we're not in a situation right now with childcare where it can be covered. And so that's, that's just kind of a bummer. I mean, it's not a massive financial hit, but it's definitely one that's like, oh, it gives you pause. And I, I think that's, that's challenging. So yeah, that would be kind of on our radar. Yeah. For us, it's definitely been, um, I'd, I'd say nothing, significant at the direct moment but it's kind of a long-term outlook you know my husband he owns a business they've had to lay off a significant amount of employees um you know there will be he's definitely will have a pay cut even as an owner just not taking home you know you have to make money to bring it home so that's definitely Mm -hmm. an impact um on us that will happen this year but even worse you know seeing the projections for the next few years that their sales and stuff will go down and that's a scary feeling knowing um that his job which is you know our the our, our breadwinner that's how that works for us at the moment um is going to be impacted for the foreseeable future and so mm-hmm. just a lot of unknown there that we are absolutely struggling with and i always you know worry about so much pressure being on him for that um for me personally i'm still not back at work and I can't say that my income didn't matter. It did. I made a decent amount of money, but I'm also, I'll, I'll be honest, getting unemployment right now because our gyms are still, you know, mostly shut down. Most of my my personal clients aren't ready to come back. So that is a temporary relief for us. And in, in the long term, we can be fine without my my financial contribution if that's the way we wanted to. I also work online. I work with a few different people and do some nutrition coaching and personal training online. So that's a benefit that I can do from home. 
But with him being here, and once he goes back into the office, I won't have that same option, and we don't have the child care option. So anyway, long story short, yeah, it's going to have a financial impact on us, and it is worrisome, it is concerning, but I try to keep into perspective that thankfully we have always been very smart with our finances, and we're in an okay position that no matter what happens, I, I do have faith that we will figure it out and, uh, and adjust. So no more toys for Owen. Sorry, kid. You're all out. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, this is definitely a time where I think families are needing to just kind of pare down and and decide what kind of, like you said, what the essentials are and and just, you know, be able to, yeah, just kind of take things one step at a time and obviously reach out to, you know, to to their, their communities if they need something, right? I mean, this would really be the time to, you know, if you're, I feel like if somebody's struggling with something where it's like, you know, if you have a church you belong to, for example, or you have like an organization in your city that's offering some type of relief or some type of support, even, you know, I feel like even if, if possible, like family or friends, et cetera, you know, we've, we've done just a little bit of that up here actually in our, in our um, friendship circle in our church community too, just a couple little things we've been able to do to support families where they have been more impacted financially. And so I feel like that's been a positive way to kind of give back and just kind of be a part of a part of the community too. So, and I was grateful that in, in one of the situations, the family kind of reached out and said, Hey, you know, we have a need. And I think that that's, yeah, that's, I love you know, that. It's, yeah. It's, it's a time that we're all kind of in a stressful situation and obviously to very varying degrees. So I won't pretend mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm not talking kind of from a place of privilege in, in our situation. But I do think it's a time we are all feeling some sort of impact and fear. So where we can support each other is, you know, a great way to, all all kind of handle the situation together so exactly even if we're just supporting the mental piece i saw a statistic today that said something about during this time of COVID, about one third of mothers who have a child under 18 months so basically i would say relatively new moms so one third of you know essentially newish moms are suffering from either like an actual diagnosed condition of depression or like serious signs of depression during this time of COVID. Yeah. And I'm like, that is a tremendous amount, one third. So I feel like, you know, here is an opportunity for us to kind of like check in with that mom that maybe we haven't touched base with in a little bit or send a text or, you know, kind of. Yeah. Go drop off a meal, go do something that just feels like a supportive, like we see you. Totally taking a peek behind the veil of, of social media sometimes, right? Behind that pretty picture to kind of say like, hey, are you are you doing okay? So I think yep. that can be really helpful for sure. So we'll crip we'll, we'll real quick blah. See, it's past my bedtime. Um, we'll wrap up with <laughs> what what about summer plans uh, to best you can kind of foresee? Do you have anything on the horizon? So we're hoping that my sister will come back and see us in July. So that would be wonderful. And then my husband and I are toying with the idea as well with Emerson, the three of us just going on just a little drive. Just going to do like a little driving trip uh, to Maine and stay in like a little cottage there. So it's kind of a, a way to kind of be remote and just the three of us and we would just do takeout and has a little kitchenette so we could bring our own food too and basically just be the three of us and do minimal interacting. Although kind of like you mentioned earlier, of course, those rest stops, et cetera. But for the most part, it would be pretty minor. So we're entertaining that idea for June, mid-June, but we're definitely the the reservation we made is fully refundable and cancelable until literally the day of, which is good because we need to stay really aware of what's happening kind of with the state rules, like what's Maine saying, what's Rhode Island saying. And so we're we're not um, fully committed yet, but that's kind of like where we're 
we're getting our toes wet. So what about you guys? Love that. Um, We'll probably go visit my in-laws. I think actually probably in a couple of weekends, we'll go have a little weekend there, which is fun. They have a pool in the backyard. So be able to mm. get owned in the pool and they live. Anyway, it's really, really fun and relaxing getaway. And then I am thinking about once my husband does go back to work, since I won't be going to work right now, Um, you know, so I'm not home alone quite as much going up to visit my mom. Yeah, yeah she's about four hours uh, away, which I dread the road trip, but that's, you know, part of the game. And going up there and spending maybe four or five days with her and maybe being able to see my niece. And I'm kind of hoping my sister might be able to come down. We'll see. So just expanding nice. our circle a little bit and seeing our family. I actually love the idea that you have of a little weekend getaway. So who knows? We'll see where the summer takes us. So nothing is set in stone, but um, we have a few priorities we hope to to accomplish. So. And then as soon as we feel comfortable flying, oh my we gosh, yes, to see each other. Yes. Can you guys believe we've never met? No. In real life. It's it's very strange, actually. But we've made lots of plans to move near each other and raise our boys oh together. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. so we, we talk about it incessantly. We talk basically on the hour. We were talking hour, about houses but... yesterday and schools that we could send them to <laughs> in a neighborhood. So we, we're making a lot of plans. I should probably fill we my husband in on those plans. Yeah, yeah, mine too. Details. <laughs> Meh. They'll figure it out. So... Well, thank you guys so much for joining. I hope this was, you know, interesting and helpful. Obviously, we just kind of chit-chatted through a lot of our, our situations here, but maybe you guys can relate. So I hope so. And we would love to, you know, hear how you guys are doing. So we are always active over on Instagram. So please check in, leave us a message. Um, yeah, shout out. So let us know how you are doing wherever you are. And as always, if you have a second, you're on your phone, click over to iTunes and rate and review us. It really does help broaden our audience and, you know, grow our little community here and thank you guys so much for listening yeah thanks so much everybody look forward to chatting with you more soon all right bye